call me. Dr. Jones, known as the Night Tripper. Got my satchel of grease in my hand. Dig me tripping up and back down to buy you. I'm the last of the best, they call me the Greedy Man. What's up, everybody? Got many clients. How we doing tonight? Today, Come from miles around. I don't fucking know when you're listening to this shit. Running down my but you're listening, and that's all that matters. Hello. I got medicine. And welcome to the Po' Boys Podcast. All y'all's I'm that motherfucker Jody B. And I got a new episode you guys to listen to if you like i mean you're already listening so that's half the battle i guess and that's good thanks for coming along motherfucker <laughs> um so here's the deal guys i don't normally do solo shows it's just not i, I try to think about it like you know i want to at least be a little bit entertaining for people and the idea of me like listening to me talk for an hour just rambling about some bullshit really doesn't interest me at all so i don't really know how it could interest you motherfuckers all that much you know it's i i guess there's one person in particular that i know that does appreciate it and he actually hit me up this week and was like hey man how come that's not how he talks you know who you are rodrigo i have a few people that don't mind listening to my stupid ass talk for a little while and this week, just because of the way the schedule was going, I didn't want to you know, jeopardize having to cancel or reschedule on anybody. So I just went ahead on and left it open. And come to find out, I have a bunch of other friends and people in my circle that uh, offered up some questions. So that's going to be fun, and I think that's what we're going to do today. It's quite a few interesting ones, a lot of ones about sex, so I'm going to have to get into that, but I wanted to try something a little different today. The only way to explain it is to try to put you in my headspace, guys. You know, I've talked about a few stories along the way with this show, and I don't know if you've listened to all of them, so I don't know how much of this you guys know, but I've been through a lot of crazy shit, and even saying that it sounds weird because I've heard other people's stories. You know, getting shot is kind of my bread and butter. (laughs) That's usually the one that uh, nobody else has, but... I'm finding as I'm getting older and I'm talking to other adults, uh, apparently we all had shitty parents and we come from a generation where I just don't think that we got as much attention as we probably needed. Maybe it was because they had too many kids. Maybe it's because they had better shit to do. You know, my family was just dirt poor and, and just not good influences and, and growing up in that, that environment, man, you just, you kind of become a shitty person there's a lot of people in my family that i don't even talk to anymore and it's not like i want anything bad to happen to them but it seems like bad shit always happens to them and it's always you know our problem it's like guys i can't you you know you gotta you gotta work it out but i'm getting off subject the point is (laughs) i uh i don't pretend to be uh a person with mental health issues you know i've never been diagnosed i've never even spoken to a, a therapist or a psychiatrist psychologist so i really don't know i know that i probably suffer from a lot of ptsd and uh it's funny now because you know i'm suburban house dad i'm i'm everybody's buddy mr Brightside, and everything but the reality is is behind this this cheery disposition 
uh, lies a completely different person than I. I used to have an evil twin brother, <laughs> and his name was Jody Lynn. Now, you might say to yourself, that doesn't sound like a, an evil name. We remember a boy named Sue, right? Try being a motherfucker with two girls' names. That always goes good. Usually you don't hear them unless you're in trouble. That's how you know how much trouble you're in down here in the South, is when your parents or whoever hands out the ass whoopings, uh, how many of your names legally they get out in the process of you keep coming to them to get your ass whipping. But I always like to think of it like this, and maybe I'm a little crazy, but it just it is what it is, man. Jody Lynn was a tough person, a savage. And I lived that life for a long time. Um, now, looking back, it's funny. You know, you see how you develop as a person and how you move along in life. And I wouldn't be here without those experiences, which is really kind of weird to say because most of them weren't great. But I appreciate that, and I use that as my driving force now. So I'm going to turn the show over today to the old me, Jody Lynn. He's a real fucking asshole, <laughs> and I hope that he answers uh, all of your questions uh, the only way that he would know how. So... One question that I would like to answer came from David, the producer. He said, why did you start a podcast and what keeps you going? The reason I started it is because I love podcasts. I love listening to people's stories and I drive a lot. So I spent a lot of time listening to other people's stories, basically coming to the conclusion that this would be a fun way to get my stories out into the world, to let other people know, because maybe they could gain some perspective from it. But also, from tragedy comes comedy. So I feel like I've gotten an interesting view of the world at this point. Uh, I know I'm only 31, which is weird to say now. Like, fuck, it was, seems like just yesterday. I was just a little boy and a young man dealing with uh, a lot of pressure from the outside world to try to figure out what the fuck I was going to do with my life. And... This is probably the only hobby I've had in a long time. <laughs> so I, uh, I appreciate you guys sending the questions. David, I do this because I love it. And I love talking to people and meeting new people. And I'm not a very artistic person. I can't draw. I can't write music. But what I can do is string words together sometimes to make them either dramatic or funny or whatever I need to be at the time. What keeps me going is you motherfuckers out there listening and paying attention and learning about me so I can learn about you and get to know you a little better. And as long as we keep that boat moving, that's the way it's going to stay. I just found out uh, over the weekend that we got basically paid up. The Po' Boys podcast, download, upload, fee, service, site, whatever, is paid in full till 2020, bitch. We're going to be here for a while. So... Here's to many more episodes, many more guests, new friends, stories told over drinks, and uh, I really hope that you, you guys stick it out, because I love having you around, and it, uh, it helps to clear my brain. So, my guest is my evil twin brother, Jody Lynn, and he's going to answer all your questions today. So I'm going to go crank the clock back about ten years. Yeah. That ought to be good. 21-year-old me. 
We'll see how it goes. Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for the confusion. Fuck them, man. You better holler at me. You see, if you recall back in trap music, meet me at the mirror, man. Once before. Come to the mirror, man. I thought we had this shit under control, though. You know nah, what I'm saying? Nah, oh, man. I told you I was gonna let you do this shit nah, for man, a minute. Nah, man. I'm talking, man. Man, you, you can't shit me up, man. I got it from here on that. Well, yeah. It's obvious that we, we doing this shit my way now. Man, this dude impossible, man. Man, why can't you fuck? just talk about what the fuck wrong with you, man? Why can't you just say what man. the fuck on your mind, man? Quit all that acting out. Man, talking don't do no motherfucking good, man. Man, this shit I got way out of hand. Man, I understand all that, bro, no, man. But look, though, no, man, all you gotta do is ride no, out. No, no, ride out my ass. That one got my motherfucking partner killed, man. Man, you think I meant for that shit to motherfucking go down, man, dog? You think I'm supposed to be like it that? It don't matter what the fuck you meant to happen, home, but that way. I mean, all in all, bro, I told you to do it my way, man. bro. We're happy. Doing it your way, what got us here right now? So, what you saying? What the fuck you heard me say, nigga? You all out here, man, all on TV, man. Hey, look, Flossing with your Hollywood motherfucking man. outfits and shit. Bro, I ain't with this shit, home, bro. Well, fuck what fuck happened? You know here, motherfucking thing. Nah, I don't know everything. Thing, but I know bullshit when I see it. Man. You always trying to motherfucking put on front of these cameras like you, you mean, man. What you talking about? Hey, look, man. You need me, partner. You need me. It wouldn't be none of that king of the South shit if it weren't for two. Man, Tip, your ass will get unlocked up every chance you get if I let you. If you let me. You see what the fuck I'm saying, man? How the fuck you gonna let me do something? Man. Hey, look, man. Why you I'm take sick it like of you that? and these other whole ass rappers out here, How man. How the fuck you gonna put me in this? my ass. Man. You can tell them I said that. Man, Fake I'm, ass, man. I'm done talking to you, man. Just go to the next song. Fuck it, man. Shit is so nasty. Remember that song? It's from me, myself, and Irene. It's like one of my favorite fucking movies, man. I remember when the shit came out. Uh, <laughs> the scene uh, with the rubber dildo after Renee Zellweger bangs him in his ass, and uh, he gets all pissed off about it, <laughs> and she's like, "For your information, you put it in your own ass." When he flicks the dildo. And it bounces and hits the wall and bounces. Dude, the first time I saw that, I nearly shit on myself. It was quick, too. Like, just... It's one of the funniest fucking movies I think I've ever seen. So, hopefully you've seen me, myself, and Irene. If you're a Jim Carrey fan, you bitch. But, uh... Yeah. Hi. How are you? 
figured it was time to maybe step in for a minute and let you get to talk to the the real me. It's me. Same guy, right? I don't know. I uh, I sit back and I I wait for my moments to pop in. But these days I don't get a lot of airtime. It is what it is. I understand that. I'm not necessary. I'm not the person you want to talk to all the time. It's very interesting to see people change and how you yourself will change over time. And I'm not trying to be insightful. I don't know a fucking thing. I'm just telling you. It's amazing what the human brain, I guess, is the right piece of the puzzle. It can deal with a lot of shit and it can make you into a lot of different things. You could be a genius and you could be a killer. All it takes is one little difference, one little beak, one little tweak in one of them rankles, and you might be something completely different. So, there you go. Science, motherfucker. So I got questions. Questions that need answers, apparently. And I got a few. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Looks like the first one comes from David the Producer. Besides the gunshot incident, have you ever been close to death? I will say this. Um, I've had some very interesting close calls. Not so much that I could have died. Only a couple of those. But uh, somehow or another, just like any kid, you find yourself doing really stupid shit sometimes. Uh, I remember once upon a time, I threw a bunch of gasoline onto a pile of leaves that were wet and pushed up against like a concrete wall and apparently when I threw the gasoline in there it all sank to the bottom and it took a minute to get a a match to uh, actually hit it and when it did it exploded I was only about three or four feet away you know match tossing distance so how far is that just but without going out and the shit said boom (laughs) rang my fucking ears man it didn't knock me on my ass like but it was it was impressive Oddly enough, I I had another accident at deer camp. If you go to a deer camp that's permanent, that you, you know, there's many different kinds of deer stands. Some of them are really skinny metal ones that you strap to a tree and you climb way to fuck up in the air. Some of them you actually climb. Uh, But for this particular place, they were more permanent fixtures, like a box. You know, you put walls and windows and shit. Not windows, but whatever. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. So this is an old, old deer stand and they build ladders to get up it's also one of the highest i'd say the deer stand is probably 12 to 14 feet off the ground so not stupid high but high enough uh i climbed up to get into the the deer stand and it was a old ladder it had actual uh rungs i guess what's the side the long parts I don't know what that's called, but like notches in it so that you can take two by fours and beat them in to climb up. So the most of that wood is legit timber, you know, wood from fucking the lumber yard. But there's a couple spots. I don't know if it was for tradition or what the fuck, but a couple different rungs on the ladder were actually just really thick pieces of like tree branch. About as big around as a soda can. And you just cut it to fit, and then you just drive nails through it, so it's like a little railing there. But anyway, long story short, I climbed to all the way to the top to open the door, and the second rung was one of those uh, tree branch steps. 
and I stepped both feet onto it and put all my weight and it broke, it snapped. And I fell straight through those rungs, which I'm glad that probably wouldn't happen now with my fat ass. But I had my gun over my shoulder. It was loaded. It wasn't chambered. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's not like I could have killed anybody. But, you know, falling straight down. <laughs> and it was, it's amazing how fast you fall. It's a blink of an eye. Bam. And you're on the fucking ground trying to figure out what happened. Uh that wasn't fun and then i guess the only other time i really almost died was when i was younger probably uh less 10 or less but older you know between five and ten i had to get my tonsils taken out and i only remember this story because people tell me but i remember going to the hospital and i remember everybody trying to soften the blow of having surgery with like oh don't worry you'll get all the popsicles you want uh, newsflash, you don't want to eat fucking popsicles after you get your neck operated on. Motherfucker. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. But, okay, so apparently during that surgery, which was pretty minor, but I did have to be sedated, I had some sort of a reaction to the anesthesia and my heart stopped beating. I know that happened for a fact. <laughs> uh, apparently... Uh, my grandma was t- notified that, that shit had gotten a little weird and... You know, she started freaking out. I don't know. She says she claims that she made it into the room, which I fucking doubt it. But something to the effect of I snapped out of it at some point. They couldn't figure out what happened. I don't know. It's weird. I've had plenty of surgeries since that I've never had that happen again. So hopefully uh, I continue on that road because I don't want to go out like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're already there. You're in the hospital. Like, you shouldn't just die. That's fucked off. Uh, pick three songs you can't live without. I like Say Hello to Heaven from Temple of the Dog. It's one of my favorite songs. Uh, it still gives me goosebumps and makes me cry a little. I love that fucking song. Uh, Chris Cornell at his finest. Number two. Oh, shit. I really like Garth Brooks' The Red Strokes. It's just a good song. I'm a big Garth Brooks fan. So... If you're if you've heard of that song before and you've heard it, then you probably know what I mean. It's it's a good song, man. Piano. It's a really uh, emotional song, and I enjoy that. There's a song from Kid Rock called "Prodigal Son," and I don't know. I might close with it. That might be what we do today. Uh, it's a pretty good song. It came out at a point in my life when I was just getting into music and spreading my wings, and. Uh, yeah, man, this is some some good shit in there. Just kind of along the lines of some shit I was experiencing, and I really connected. That Kid Rock is one of my other favorites, so that's three of my favorite artists too, and some of their songs. Uh, what is the worst place you've done the nasty? And that comes from Miss Foxy at the underscore Foxy One. Foxy, I have not been very. Uh, very spontaneous about doing stuff in gross places like i wouldn't fuck in a bathroom or in a you know a dumpster behind you know how some people have those stories i don't have those i fucked in a field one time which is kind of weird i got ate up by mosquitoes because you butt ass naked trying to fuck in a field and uh that's not okay uh i got my dick sucked on a golf course at night one time which was pretty cool and I got my dick sucked outside of Heritage one time by a lady that worked there. That was a 
pretty crazy story. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Okay. Fun fact. Actually, one of the first time... Actually, I guess my first official time having sex as a teenager, uh, capable of ejaculating and fuck Ejaculating? What the fuck? So, I had been jerking off a lot before then. I had had some other experiences with some people, but it was long before... Uh, I started producing semen and then I started and never got not nothing in between uh, certain like I don't know probably about 13 till 16 so like a three year dry spell knowing full well what sex was and that I was capable of it but just not being able to obtain it that sucks uh, the first time I had sex was in a motorcycle trait like a motocross I don't know if you've ever been to a motocross rally, but basically all the shit packs up neatly into this little, it's like a white trailer with like a roll top door or like a long flatbed door that goes down. And uh, anyway, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was Labor Day, uh, the year I got shot. So 2003, so September something, 2003. Yeah. Yeah, had to be. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, <laughs> we had been kind of like necking before that. It was this girl, Casey. And uh, she she was okay. She was a white girl. She was a little like like curvy, but just a little bit past curvy, but big fat titties. And uh, she was kind of ugly, though. Like, her teeth were a little fucked up. Like, if you just imagine what like a decent looking like <laughs> chick from Arkansas would look like. Like an Arkansas four or five. Uh, she was alright real sweet girl uh, hairy pussy like all the way down that was the first time I found out that girls get hair around their buttholes too <laughs> I remember that shit like it was yesterday cause we had been kinda just fooling around and feeling each other up and one time uh, she like grinded on me with my dick out but she had on jeans so she gave me this wicked fucking chafe on the bottom of my dick and uh, that sucked pretty bad and so this was the night we sneak off into the trailer. She lived a few houses down from my buddy. That was how this whole thing panned out. She sneaks out of her house. We get into the uh, motorcycle trailer, and we had ourselves a nice little fuck session, man. I was thoroughly pleased with myself. It was when I found out that wearing condoms actually can really increase your uh, longevity. So, you know, we did a couple positions, switched it up. It's all good. I fucking got it. And, you know, we finished up. Well, we're sitting there you know kind of just chilling and and trying to look for our stuff in the dark and uh outside on the porch the patio for the house we hear and we hear the door open and i hear my buddy mark come outside and start talking to somebody and then we hear a man's voice basically explaining that uh he wanted to know where his daughter casey was and he was not leaving uh, until she came out (laughs) Now, I understand that is an awkward predicament. And at that point, I'm scrambling uh, just to get her shit together. Because I'm thinking I I might be fitting to have to get into a fight with a daddy. I might get shot again. I don't fucking know. <laughs> so, the thing that sucks is we thought we were okay. Because we're in a motorcycle shed. The doors are shut. I basically told the dude, like, I'll, I'll holler at you when I need you to come open uh, the fucking door. So, you just let me do me. And uh, I'll let you know when, you know, to come get me. And, uh, yeah, 
he fucking straight ratted me out. He didn't even try to lie. He didn't say like, well, they left or I haven't seen. He didn't. Motherfucker, you didn't even try. <laughs> I heard you. You said, yeah, hold on a second. And then he walked out the door, walked right up to the trailer door and knocked on it and said, she's got to go home right now. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and then so she got out of the uh, the trailer and I stayed in it. And he was actually happy just taking her and going back to his house three or four doors down the street. And I waited there till you know, my heart stopped pounding out of my chest. And I went inside and I had a sandwich. And it was pretty good, man. She moved away uh, two weeks later. Never saw her again. Okay, follow-up question from David the Producer. Because Foxy said, worst place you've done the nasty geographically, not orientation. David's question is, was the worst place you've done the nasty orientation, not geography? <laughs> now, I've told this story before, but uh, I'll run through it real quick. Uh, basically, I had a buddy, right? See, I went to high school in a different place, but I would come out to my house on the weekends... Uh, about an hour away and I had uh, people that I ran with you know kind of on both sides of the coin there I had people in town and people out of town well one of my buddy's parents they seemed real cool like we would go over there and we would drink with them and stuff and I don't know when exactly they decided that I was cool but you know when my other buddies would go out and start causing mischief uh, I would just hang back and drink beer with them and I don't know, like it just, it progressed, man. One day we were hanging out, we were in the hot tub and uh, he uh, made some kind of crack about, hey, no tops after midnight or some shit. And she kind of nervously took her top off with her titties out. And I was like, all right. And then that turned into her fucking like sitting on my lap. Like, hey, why don't you go sit on his lap now? I really think that they might have been swingers. And that's only because now I've learned a little bit about that lifestyle. And uh, a lot of the things that they do uh, or did, they just seem like they enjoyed a lot of the same activities. I'll be honest. So maybe that was the deal. But regardless, it escalated from there. And then one night, he said, hey, why don't we, uh, we play darts? Because we played darts a lot. It's a little drinking game and shit, you know? And uh, he said, why don't we play a game of darts? And the uh, winner gets a hand job from Brenda. And I was like, all right. Now, <laughs> here's the thing. I'm always down for a hand job. And I wasn't sure if he was just playing because they would get drunk and shit. But, dude, that night I managed to win the game of darts. And I won myself a hand job. <laughs> now... They actually went to bed. I went to bed thinking I missed out on it. Like, maybe he was just kidding. I don't fucking know. But, I don't know, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning? What to my surprise, but a pair of big blue eyes and a hand going into my shorts. I was like, whoa. And it was it was Brenda, and she had some baby oil. And she gave me probably the best hand job I think I've ever had. I'm not saying like from me. I'm saying like from anybody else that's ever jerked my dick off. That was probably the best one. <laughs> Just being honest. Um, <laughs> the, the weird thing was is he was hanging out like in the back. You know, like she's fucking checking my shit off. And I'm not real sure what I'm, I'm I'm fucking into it, shit. I'm fucking, like, grabbing her butt cheek and shit, like, sitting there. And I just kind of look past her, and he's standing in the doorway. 
watching. He's not like jerking off or anything, but he's just standing there kind of watching. And I was like, well, that's kind of fucking weird. But whatever. She fucking went all the way. I fucking blew a load in her hand, kind of. And that was that. She cleaned up. And I didn't see him again for a couple months after that. Now, that's not because, you know, it was weird. I just didn't really get a chance to get back out there. It was summertime and busy. Well, I don't know, man. There was just something uh, a little bit later down the line, some reason that I had some time, and I went out for the weekend. I stayed out there, and I just happened to stumble over to their house, and my buddy wasn't even there. He was gone. My other buddies were gone, and so I just hung out with him for the night. And uh, at one point, he said something about, so I was thinking, maybe uh, Brenda could show you a new haircut today. And I was like, okay. And, you know, didn't think much of it. And then he says it to her. And she kind of gets a little bit of an attitude like, I can't believe. And that's, I want you to understand something. I'm like, maybe just turned 18 at this point. So, like, the summer I turned 18. (laughs) I don't remember like how it really progressed from there, but basically he recommended she uh, do like a strip tease for us guys. Yay, guys night, pull your tits out, which wasn't a big deal because at that point it had happened plenty of times. And uh, so she's dancing around, and to this day I can't hear the song Sugar Sugar by Baby Bash without getting a little bit of a boner. Sugar Sugar, and then there was a Beyonce song, uh, fuck, what's it called, Check, check Up On It? I just remember Slim Thug is in the beginning. So, <laughs> she's dancing around with her titties out, you know, pulling her fucking panties all up and her shit and stuff. And uh, I don't know, man. It just He said something about you want to show him your haircut. And basically what he was implying is that she had basically gotten a Brazilian that day. So her pussy was clean. And uh, <laughs> she just, she kind of was dancing around and she pulled her fucking shit, pulled her panties aside and was showing it to me. And I was like, that's cool, man. That's nice. And uh, <laughs> so from there, I'm trying to remember, this is all kind of fuzzy because it was a long time ago. But I know that somehow or another, she ended up on the floor. And basically, he invited me to eat his wife out in front of him. I was like, all right. <laughs> so I did. And I mean, I did what I would do in any situation. I was sucking on titties and fucking doing my best fucking finger work. I had studied a little. And I was fucking getting it in, man. I was doing my thing, having a good time. And then from there, basically, they were like, hey, y'all want to fucking take this to the back? So we go back to the back. And uh, I will say this. I never actually saw him naked. Not really. Like, he kept his clothes on the whole time all that other shit was going on. He might suck on a titty or something, but he stayed fully clothed. We get in the back. She gets into bed. I get in bed. She starts sucking my dick. And I'm like, great. I'm cool with this. Because basically what got explained to me was that I didn't have condoms. So they weren't okay with me. Uh, going in there without and he, he was that dude if you had a condom I'd let you fuck the shit out of her he's like but sorry and I'd already been drinking a lot at that point so couldn't really run up the street <laughs> but yeah man I just I laid there I, I got my dick sucked by my buddy's mom and her her husband was basically fucking her from behind uh, doggy style while she was sucking me off and that's all I could really make out of the shadows of the room. You know, I think I've always kind of 
complimented it with the fact that uh, he wasn't a very tall guy and he had like a milk crate, like one of those plastic crates on the floor next to the bed because, you know, the way we were positioned, I'm on one side, she's in the middle, so he had to get the right angle. So basically he was stood on a milk crate to to fuck his wife and he kept losing his balance and he was falling out. (laughs) So I don't know. That's pretty much the end of that story actually because you know, she fucking sucked me off for a while, and I just, I couldn't really concentrate with my buddy back there slapping ass and falling over. So I was just like, all right then. And uh, I just went to bed in the living room. And I'm sure they fucked and finished it off, but yeah, man. Call that the devil's three-way with my buddy's parents. That's a fun fucking story. <laughs> oh, man. I just, I love pussy. That's the problem. I always have. Uh, let's see. Blunt Mommy. Amanda. Do you like eating butt or your butt being eaten? Well, I've never really had my asshole eaten. Uh, I don't think I would enjoy that too much. To be honest with you, I've had a little bit of trauma in my younger years. And I really don't get any kind of sexual gratification out of people playing with my booty hole. That's just, it is what it is. Now, as far as eating ass... Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, hit you up right after you got done fucking taking a shit or anything. I'm not that crazy, but yeah, man, it's right there. What am I supposed to do? (laughs) That's a Patrice O'Neal joke. I'm not even going to steal it. He said it's right there. You know what I'm saying? You're already in town. What the fuck, man? It's so close. What is it? It's so close that, in fact, you could put a finger in her asshole and a thumb in her vagina and you could touch your fingers together it's that close so if you're a man and you're willing to eat pussy you should be willing to eat ass as my uncle used to say never put your hose where you wouldn't put your nose (laughs) Uh, special talents I'll whip your fucking ass at a game of ping pong that's really about it though I don't you know I don't have a lot of other talents besides that uh, I like to fucking talk and I memorize songs. I like karaoke. I like to sing. That's really it. Top three porn stars. Um, I like I like Camille Crimson. I like Lee Lou Love. And I like I've always had to think for Bridget the Midget. Is that weird? Surely it's not. Other people think the same thing. It's not even like a fetish thing. I think she's actually a pretty a pretty lady, all things considered, shit. And uh, I don't really have special, like, chicks that I go check out when I look at porno. I just kind of bounce around until I find what I'm looking for, and then I fucking do my thing. But, uh, let's see. Basic sex, you undercover freak. Pretty basic for the most part. I mean, I'm down for whatever. Uh, I think it's been pretty much established at this point that uh, as a male partner to a female, uh, we'll get as nasty as you want to get, as nasty as you'll let us. <laughs> so I think about all things, putting fingers places. And the other night I put my wife's whole foot in my mouth because we were fucking. And I was I had her in that wheelbarrow shit, like, you know, had her pulled up onto my, my thighs and her on her back, and I was fucking getting it. I don't know, man. She just whipped her fucking leg up, and I saw her foot. And I did. I stuck, like, all of her toes in my mouth. I was just like, ah. I don't think it accomplished anything. And it wasn't for but, like, 10 seconds. But I don't know, man. 
I like smacking ass and pulling hair and stuff like that. It is what it is. And your last question is, how much do you love me? I think very highly of you. And I hope that you stick to this new podcasting adventure that you found yourself in. I'm glad that you figured it out. That's going to help a lot more in the long run. So hopefully you keep it that way, motherfucker. Keep moving forward. I like having you around with all your crazy pictures and your endeavors. Mm. Anywho, let's see what we got here. More questions. Doug from Who's Right Podcast. Favorite porn genre. Mm. You know, it's funny. I didn't figure out that I had a thing for pregnant chicks till after my wife was pregnant. Now that's one that I can get down to. I like mature uh, MILF stuff. I've always had a thing for older chicks. Blowjob videos. Those are cool, too. I don't know what it is, man. I seem to have dodged all the chicks that enjoy semen in my uh, my career. I've only had, like, two that were actually okay with it. And only, like, one or two that would let it go anywhere near their mouths. <laughs> so, favorite podcast. I don't really have a favorite, man. I mean, yours is pretty good, buddy. I'm sorry that I've missed you the last few weeks. That sucks. <laughs> sorry about your house, too, motherfucker. Hopefully you're getting all that figured out. You got you something a little higher off the ground, which is fun. Now you're going to have stairs. Hope you can find somebody to help you move. That's always a pain in the ass, right? With stairs. Now you got a house on stilts. Ugh. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know, man. I listen to Joe Rogan and fucking your mom's house. I listen to Burt Kreischer. I don't know what my favorite is, though. Like one. I really like um, Louis J. Gomez. And I believe he has more than one show. So I listen to a lot of him. It's fun, man. Dude's had a crazy life. And uh, I can relate to it. If your wife wanted it, would you be okay with a male female male threesome with her? Mmm. I don't know, man. Like. It's hard enough to convince my wife to have sex with me. I don't know how easy it would be to convince her to have sex with somebody else. <laughs> Maybe The Rock. She has a thing for that fucking guy, but I don't know. I'm sure he would probably be too busy. I think he gets up way early and he does workouts and shit, so he doesn't have time to come smash my wife's vagina. But I don't think you really let The Rock fuck your wife. He kind of just does it and you're just okay with it. At the end of the day, this is how that one goes, my friend. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't ever have to to uh, have to make that call. What if the threesome was with the fat half of who's right? Who's the fat half? <laughs> uh, I think both of you fuckers are a little on the hefty side, right? I'm right there with you. Jesus, I need to start doing some sit-ups. It's becoming a not a problem, but definitely a little unsightly. I'm built like a gorilla. I don't have a lot of flab anywhere. I got no ass, for sure. But arms, legs, I seem to be at least taunt. And I'm starting to get that dad belly. And that's a lot of fun. I've always kind of had a little bit of a pot belly. But now it's uh, it's definitely dad level. I got hair all over my stomach. It's fun. My kid likes to put his finger in my belly button. I don't get it. Fucking weirdo. 
Got a question from Daryl, Big D, from the CCR Network, at Blind iPod. Why isn't Big D your hero? Big D is my hero. Um, You're an amazing man, and I could only hope to be half as cool as you. For those of you who don't remember, D was on the show not too long ago. He's blind, and he's accomplished probably more shit than you're ever going to. He's an accomplished author, and I don't think he can draw very well, but he could definitely write a book. So that's cool. Motherfucker, it's the nastiest hoe you've ever been with. Well, I'll tell you what, Daryl. I've been with some ladies. A few. I've been very lucky. Like, you hear the stories of, like, these chicks. Like, they're just nasty. Like, they got the stanky pussies and whatnot. Now, I will say this. I've never had one that I didn't enjoy. I've had some that smelled stronger than most. Um, I believe... Robert Kelly said that pussy stinks, whether you like it or not, it smells. Not like dog shit, but like feet. <laughs> so it's your pussies are smelly. It's okay, girls. It's just what it is. We like that shit. But, uh, so after I got arrested and I got put in jail and I had to bail out to this guy, he had a field agent that worked for him. Her name was Heather. She kind of looked like D. Snyder. So just imagine, like, D. Snyder, but 5'8", and with, like, C-cup titties. That was her. It's really weird, man. Like, she was just, like, a bad chick. And I hadn't been exposed to that a whole lot, so I was very interested. She had, like, neck tattoos. She was an ex-retired stripper. Also, she was a bail bondsman. A repo lady she uh, carried a gun it was uh, very interesting I don't know man about a month into paying uh, my weekly amount of money I don't remember what it was 100 bucks maybe maybe less but it was paying off a bail bond basically uh, she started sending me just like little little backhanded jabs trying to let me know what time it was and I think she was just promiscuous or whatnot. Maybe she just hadn't had a good dick and down in a while. And uh, she was filling me out, man. Until I got married, uh, I would never let pussy walk. Like, ladies, you know, I'm sure that there are a lot of fellas out there that are nice, respectable dudes who, uh, you know, have standards and, and want to consider themselves uh, elite people. I'm not one of those people. If you want to fuck a fuck, it's always been that way. You don't turn down pussy ever. And so, when she, you know, made it clear that she was looking to uh, catch some, I I obliged. It was really bad too, because like I had already cheated on the chick that I was with a couple times. And this was like the third or fourth time. Like, guys, I've <laughs> I, I love pussy. And it's gotten me into some really weird situations. And in this case, this was the field agent for the bondsman who basically had me out of jail. Now, the fun thing about that is, if they wanted to, they could have revoked my bond. And that would have been bad, because then I probably could have went back to jail. 
but I didn't care. She offered it up. I made it happen. And it was one of those things where it was a lot of build-up, a lot of shit talking back and forth. And when everything finally came down the pipe and she let me fuck, um, she only wanted to get fucked flat on her back with her legs spread eagle straight out. That was kind of weird. I don't know. I think she said she had been in like a car accident or something and her hips were janked up and that was the only way it was comfortable. But you know, I mean, that'd be like banging a sex doll, guys. Like, just legs straight out and just, you just humping, basically. But she wouldn't even suck. She wouldn't even suck it. Like, what are you doing? This is, <laughs> I don't know. Even that was kind of crazy, man. Like, because I would go to eat that shit out. She had a, a clit ring and also a tattoo right above it of some cherries. It was just interesting. She was just a bad chick. And I wanted to know what it was like. Turned out to be a pretty big mistake, though. Because she got a little crazy. Started making future plans acting like we were going to get married and run off into the sunset. And I let her know that uh, I didn't want to fuck her anymore. Then she showed up at my uh, my girlfriend's house, almost took out the mailbox. I had to file a police report. <laughs> that one didn't work out very well, guys. But the fun part is, is at one point, she wrote off the rest of my bail. So I was paying money. Maybe I owed a couple grand. And I had paid maybe $800, $900 onto it. At one point, I, I we had fucked twice maybe. And she gave me a receipt for the rest. Like, just wrote me a receipt for, you know, $2,100 or some shit like that. Like, I guess I was doing okay. <laughs> it's the first time that my dick ever paid the bills, at least. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ba-dow. <laughs> Whatever. It's crazy, man. It's crazy to be here. To still be here. Taking in all this shit. Living this life. Being around all these normal fucking people. It's amazing. But I find it amusing. You feel like a, a monster almost. Like you just stay in the back of in the back of their mind and you talk to them all the time. That's what I do. I'm that little voice. I'm the first thing you think when you see things. I think there's a lot of people like me inside of a lot of people like you. <laughs> you just hang out and maybe if you're lucky they let us out once in a while. But I've had a blast today. It's been almost an hour sitting here just talking shit. Hopefully I get to do it again one of these days. But we'll see what happens. It's been a pleasure, you bunch of fucks. <laughs> so take it easy. And uh, hopefully they'll let me back out of my box once in a while, right? Well, good. Bye. Bitch. <laughs>
back to reality. Oh, there goes Rabbity. Oh, there goes Rabbity. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> Sorry about that. Hope it wasn't too bumpy getting back. Um, thank you for taking a trip inside my brain for a little while. Hope it wasn't too bad. The other side of me is not that crazy. It's just, it's a different mindset, man. It's a different guy. And uh, a long time ago, I killed him. And I absorbed his soul. And now he just hangs out in my brain. And uh, talks shit about people. It's not cool, but it happens. Whatever. But hey, turned an episode out which is pretty crazy. I didn't think it was going to go that long. So thank you for uh, working your way through that one. Rodrigo, if you're still listening, that was for you, buddy. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed it. Um, I did have a couple things that I wanted to touch on here, just because I don't usually, and I thought it would be fun since I do have a few extra minutes. Uh, Amanda, Miss Blunt Mommy, we've been giving her a lot of shit lately. Uh, about with her show, they like to get hammered, and that's something that some people can do it. She's she's not bad at it; she can actually maintain. But I'm terrible at drinking and talking. It just doesn't really work, which is why you won't usually hear me drinking. And when I do, uh, I just cringe like a motherfucker over those later when I listen back to them. But here's uh we like to mess with her and say that because she's all drunk and southern that it's it's hard to listen to her show that doesn't mean that it's hard to listen to like your voice is annoying it's just you motherfuckers talk so slow just like we do listen i'm gonna turn it on right here look i'm a nerd until i got into seventh grade and then i was cheerleading and i was hanging out with the cool people but yeah sixth grade played the flute first chair Loved it. So, yes. So, that's not bad at all. But the one thing that we have been doing that I think is pretty funny is we can turn it up. We can actually speed up the conversation. And uh, it makes it go by a little smoother. So, and we do this here. Seventh grade. And then I was cheerleading Bam. and I was hanging out with the cool people. But, yeah. Sixth grade. Played the flute. First chair. Loved it. So, yes, I have played an instrument. 1.3. Thanks, Bobby. She's found a happy medium with a rusty trombone. And we have a video of that. Uh, can you post that on Twitter? Wait, what? Can you post it on Twitter when you're playing a rusty trombone? Matthew McConaughey, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it is kind of funny. Guys with southern accents sound terrible. I'm going to hit it back. Watch this. <laughs> and we have a video of that. Uh, can you post that on Twitter? Wait, what? Can you post it on Twitter when you play on a rusty trombone? Is it a rusty trombone? <sighs> Where you eat my, eat my butt and jerking my dick <laughs> at the same time. If you really want me to videotape that. We did videotape it. Anyway, that's the show. Just a little snippet. And speaking of snippets from shows, I have another one that's really fun. Uh, this week, our good friends over at the Married as Fuck podcast made a visit to the Drinks with Larry podcast. And, uh, oh, Randall, you just, you big motherfucker, 
you surprise me and uh it amazes me just how how well your comedic timing and talents have uh have already blossomed thus far sir uh i listened to the episode i thoroughly enjoyed it uh aaron did a a pretty spot-on impression of amanda and myself it's a fun little group of people that we've kind of arranged here and i hope that you guys all you know uh reach out and and try to get to meet these people man they're good folks but uh (laughs) randall did something amazing and i would like to share it just because it it made me laugh you can actually go and watch the video of this if you'd like to this is around the 32 minute mark from the latest episode of drinks with larry called uh married af returns or something to that effect it's something like that anyway okay so randall begins to talk about our upcoming bet the smut bet in which case conor mcgregor versus khabib uh if conor wins uh randall has to read erotica porno to his sister and if khabib wins i gotta read it to my dear old mama mama b live on the show and hopefully that's not gonna happen it won't and um yeah we're gonna get to listen to randall squirm but regardless he's been planning uh some some upcoming things and apparently he took a shot at writing some erotica to to have me read to my mom and he claims that on the show uh with john from the brand x formerly of the brand x podcast that john and brooke did not laugh at all at this little snippet that uh he's about to read but i want you to pay very close attention randall pauses perfectly in between these sentences and if you watch the video he makes let's see there's one two three four five people on drinks with larry and there's so and then him and brooke so at any given point here by the end of it randall successfully makes six people laugh with his with his porno that he wrote it's it's pretty funny man and i'm just saying if you actually listen to the in-betweens the comedic timing and pausing randall stops and you can actually hear different people start laughing after each part where he stops the first time you can hear stephanie kind of giggle a little and aaron burton brian larry and then at the end stephanie snorts and brooke starts laughing and it's just i've listened to this clip probably 20 times and i've told him you know privately like dude you did a really good fucking job so i would like to pay homage to uh our good friend randall fucking fowler with uh this little clip from drinks with larry so here we go in the shower jody b stood with one hand on the back of his head the other was insert his favorite ass plug named booger After a minute of clenching his butt pussy tightly around Booger, he started to squeeze his nutsack between his legs. Suddenly, he had the urge to abuse his pencil-thin cock with a bar of soap. (laughs) And that's it. (laughs) Yes! I mean, I don't know about anyone else, but I'm all boned up over here. (laughs) You made a woman cry. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) 
Maybe I that, just didn't read it with the voice because Brooke liked no, it. No, your voice is perfect. That, or other people laughing made her laugh this time. <laughs> <laughs> I got crickets with her and John. <laughs> I love the way that you uh, you fumbled through that Chris Farley style. Like you didn't realize what you did, you cocksucker. Uh, you walked into Drinks with Larry and you dropped a funny bomb. So congratulations, sir. Well played. Okay, that's it. That's all I got. I gotta go to bed. It's been fun uh, getting to sit here and talk with you motherfuckers. And uh, I hope that you enjoyed the episode. We'll be back next weekend with a new, uh, with a new episode. And I should have a guest, so it'll be better. But in the meantime, you motherfuckers, like, subscribe. Leave a review. Five stars, preferably. Complain if you want. I don't give a shit. You can go to our sponsors. Wehavemerch.com. You can get all kinds of swag. We got t-shirts and coffee cups and good shit like that. Also, you can go to www.spunkloop.com. You can try out some of the fine products over there. And get some slippery on your dick. We're also available on the Cave Crew Radio Network, sponsored by old Daryl, motherfucker. Um, And yeah, I think that's about it. Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your friend's mom about the show. Share that shit. Get at me on Twitter, at JodyB501, at Pod, And that's it. You motherfuckers have a great weekend. And I'll see you next time. Trying to give me my brain I'm in the 
own success Suckers that step will be put to rest well, I hold the key to my own success The suckers that step will catch a bullet in the chest Baby, you can have my car if you're driving crazy. 